the Lord. Anchor your life in God. Hallelujah. The word anchor has to do with a tool, a material, an instrument that sailors usually use to keep a ship steady. Praise the name of the Lord. In the midst of the storm, in the midst of the, the tempest, the anchor is a very small, sometimes small, but very sharp, very strong metal. What the sailors or the captain will usually do is that they will throw it overboard. They will tie it to a rope, throw it overboard, and that anchor will go deep down into the seabed and got stuck there. Praise the Lord. The anchor will go deep down into the seabed and got stuck there so that the ship will not be tossed to and fro. Hallelujah. So that the ship will be steady. Hallelujah. And so when we talk about the anchor of our life this morning, that you and I must anchor our life in God. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We must anchor our life in God. Hallelujah. So that our life will be steady. We will not be tossed here and there. Hallelujah. We must anchor our life in God so that you and I will not be easily drifted away. Hallelujah. We must anchor our life in God so that in the midst of the storm, you will still be steadfast and be focused. For the past years, it may have been that you've been coming into the house of the Lord and make a new year resolution. Or for the past years, it may have been that you've set some goals, some visions, some, some plans, and things that has not been accomplished. Or somehow you were serious about it, but a few months down the road, suddenly you just begin to sway away from your plans or from God's vision for your life. At this particular time, I want you to know that God wants you to anchor yourself in him so that whatever used to happen before will not repeat itself in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to have a different concept concerning your life this morning. A different mindset that will keep you steady, that will keep you focused. That, that will empower you to be stronger. Hallelujah. So that you will not be easily drifted away. So when we talk about an anchor, it is that instrument that helps to maintain the state of the ship, to maintain the environment of the ship, of the boat, to keep that boat or that object steady. So I want you to understand this, beloved, as we get into 2023. I want you to be steady in everything that you are doing. God's plan for your life is that you must keep a focus. God's desire for your life is that you should not be swayed away. God's vision for your life is that whithersoever he plants you, he wants you to grow and bring forth fruit. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God wants you to excel. He doesn't want you to be uprooted and be thrown here and there. Hallelujah. He doesn't want you to be moved by all kinds of informations, but to be moved by all kinds of ideas and visions and things that will obstruct you. Because sometimes you may think that you are visionary. You may think that this idea may be good and it might help, but that good idea cannot be even a godly idea. Hallelujah. That idea or that vision, that, that information that you are getting, maybe through social media, through the news media, maybe from your friends, from business partner, may not be in line with God's own agenda for your life. 
And so if you are not careful, you are going to be following all kinds of things, all kinds of opinion, all kinds of visions, and all kinds of information out there. And before you know it, the year is going back to an end, and you are going back to the same recycling of, of what? On, on, on fulfilled visions and dreams. Why? Because you are not steady. You are not focused. You are being tossed here and there. Praise the name of the Lord. I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to look at a strange account in the Bible. Hallelujah. And I want I want you to pay attention to these people that we're going to be dealing with this morning. Because they, 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 there's so much that we're going to learn from them. There's so much that we're going to learn from them. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says something in the book of 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 to verse 10, that there were four leprous men, four lepers, Hallelujah. And these lepers were in the midst of farming at the same time that the entire nation Israel were in farming. Let's go there quickly. Second Kings chapter 7. Let's look at verse number 1 down to verse number 10. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Second Kings chapter 7. Hallelujah. Verse 1 down to verse 10. I will read. And Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Please don't forget this word. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord. This was in the midst of famine. They were going through famine, and this was the case wherein the Bible says that women began to eat their children. Hallelujah. Use their own children, their own seed as food. Some of them used them as collateral. Hallelujah. Now you can imagine what situation that would have been. Praise the Lord. When people begin to bargain to eat their own children, which means that there were not even a grass that they should eat or, or even anything else that they should eat. The family was so terrible that life in itself was frustrating. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, Elijah said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord came in the midst of this famine to them. Hallelujah. Thus said the Lord. So it is the same thing. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Okay, if you don't understand that, he said, this is what God is saying. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tomorrow, about this time, this very same time tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then the Lord, look at this unbelieving Lord, was a cupbearer, was close to the king, always, you know, in government or, or maybe in the family, you have those who are, who are up there, they are well connected to the, maybe the prime minister, the governor, the commissioner, or, or the, the, the pastor, or maybe the, the husband, somebody that is so connected. And look at his statement. When the word of the Lord came, he sort of like, he was negative and very sarcastic about it. He was, he was sort of like acting in unbelief. He says, then the Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God. He responded, God spoke to the man of God. Then this man opened his mouth to respond against the man of God. The Bible says, he answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord, you see the insult, he was speaking now to the man of God concerning God. Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? He's saying, if God will even make windows in heaven, how can this miracle happen? That tomorrow, you know, a flower will be sold for a shikha. 
come on now we are farming look at the impossibilities around look at look at the frustration around look at how severe this this famine is look at how deadly the condition is and you are saying by this time tomorrow are you crazy man of god by this time tomorrow what is wrong with you by this time tomorrow why are you trying to deceive us by this time tomorrow what a lie by this time tomorrow where is that coming from even if god will open the windows of heaven can this thing be so this guy was an unbeliever to the core he doubted the word of god he had no respect for the instruction of god he despised the man of god he says even god if god will open the windows of heaven hallelujah might these things be might these things be in other words can god do such miracle is god able enough will this be possible is god qualified enough to create windows in heaven and to cause such things to happen and he said behold thou shall see the man of god elijah respond now he says behold thou shall see it with thine eyes but shall not eat thereof very good i like that response you will see the miracle you will see god's intervention you will see god's mysterious oppression hallelujah you will see the wonders of god's provision but you are not going to eat of it you're not going to you're not going to taste of it that will not be your case in jesus name but this guy is not our focus let's continue then the bible says then there was three and there were four leprous men four leprous men at the entering in of the gate can you imagine this and they said one to another why sit we here until we die this is one of the most important questions that you should ask yourself at this time why sit we here until we die why are we going to continue with the same old story ding dong dong ding dong dong without any progress until we die why are we going to continue to continue to to hold on to things that are unprofitable going around you know in cycles not achieving anything and you're just saying oh i believe it's going to work i believe it's going to work but you have not yet taken a step of faith to get that thing to be done hallelujah you have not yet taken a, a step of faith to obey the word of god so that whatever god has promised will come to pass so instead you are stuck in the same place for a long time you know it reminds me about something that i've been studying through the bible and i realize sometimes take note of this now satan might not come with hundreds of problems against you he might just use one just one and out of that single problem if you're not careful you will expand it you will use that single problem to destroy every other thing that god is doing or every other thing that god wants to do an example a man was at the pool hallelujah remember i was at the pool of bethesda the bible says this man was paralyzed hallelujah the only problem that he had was paralysis hallelujah but his hands were good his ears were good his eyes were good he could see his mouth was good i mean he could speak he could use all the other part of his body to accomplish every other thing but because he could not walk he decided to stay there for 38 years wasted years without achieving anything because of one problem sometimes the problem can be so serious that if you're not careful that one issue that the enemy might invest into your life will cause destruction for instance Bartimaeus was blind and that was a major one hallelujah it was just one problem Bartimaeus could walk Bartimaeus was a strong man Bartimaeus he can speak well he could hear well every other thing was working in his body except for his eyes his sight and yet that one thing detained him 
for years until the day he encountered Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. The woman with the issue of blood. Hallelujah. The Bible says that she suffered many things from many physicians and she spent all that she had and instead of getting better, she grew worse. So that one problem initiated many other problems that hurt and destroyed that woman's life, that wasted her labor, her investment, the wealth that she had acquired over the years, destroyed her testimonies and her reputation until the day she met Jesus. So sometimes it takes just one issue to destroy you. Now pay attention, we're going somewhere. Now look at this. The Bible clearly says that these four men, they were leprous men. Hallelujah. So they had one problem. All four of them had just one problem. And in the days of the law, or in at this particular time, if you have leprosy, you, you're, you're going, to be, going to be put outside. Outside of the gate. That is where they were. Outside of the city. Hallelujah. You will not be among other people because in those days, they consider leprosy as a form of curse, according to the law. Hallelujah. So they were, they were in exile. Praise the name of the Lord. They were ostracized. They were outside of the city while all of this was happening. Now, take note of this. They, their condition was worse than the people that were in the city. Because those who were in the city, everything was okay for them, and yet their family was seriously, I mean, hurting them at the same time. It was severe there. But imagine they, they, the Bible says these four lepers were out at the gate, and others don't have connection with them. Now, if it is that terrible out in the city, imagine what they were going through. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible says these four lepers men were out there, and the Bible says they were at the entering of the gate, and they said one to another, "Why sit we here until we die?" There are certain places that you you've been for so long, and you know you are not making it. Don't continue; you will die. There are certain things that you are engaged in doing, and you haven't seen any way out. Don't continue until you die. Because take note of this now, there are some things that will come into your life. There are some things that the enemy has deposited into your life. The, the, the agenda, the focus is to cause death. Death of a dream, death of your life, death of, your, of, of God's plan. He, he just wants to kill. That is the plan of the enemy. St. John 10, 10. The Bible says the enemy came to steal, to kill, and to what? To destroy. So he might invest certain things into your life that will cause what? death so the men were so wise these men were so sensitive to the timing they were so sensitive to their experiences and the pain that they were going through they queried themselves they said why sit we here till we die you see until you begin to query yourself until you begin to query your life you begin to query what you're doing you will not have a change and you will not make progress if you are complacent in failure if you are complacent in 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 mediocrity there's no way you can make progress in life so the bible says and they ask themselves why sit we here until we die we cannot wait until we die because after death there's nothing else praise god after that we cannot come back to do anything this is now i mean and now is the time that we have to do whatever we're supposed to do if we don't do it now it will never be done verse 4 it says and if we see we will enter into the city then the famine is in the city if we see we enter into the city then the famine is in the city and look at what they said and we shall die there because already the famine is there famine is there and famine is also here and we are suffering but if we see that you know we're entering into the city we're still gonna die 
praise the name of the Lord. We'll die there. And if we sit here still, if we sit still here, hallelujah, we die also. So death was everywhere. Whether we go there, we're going to die. Whether we come or we stay here, we're still going to die. So we have to make a decision. Praise the name of the Lord. Now look at their decision. It says, Now therefore come and let us fall unto the host of what? Of the Syrians. Now the Syrians were the ones that will come in and attack the city and take away their world and cause a lot of trouble. Now the, the in between in between the, the, the people of God, the children of Israel, um, and there was a border between them and the Syrians. Now this um um um, um four lepers, the Bible says we are caught up in, in the border within Israel and Syria. Hallelujah. So they were in the middle. Now look at it. They said, if we fall into the hands of the Syrians, look at their, their suggestions. Look at their, uh, their, their mindset. Look at their vision. It says, if they save us alive, we shall live. Even though their conditions were hopeless, yet they themselves were very hopeful. Even though their conditions were very terrible, their conditions were unto death, and yet they were hopeful that if they get to the Syrians, if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall not die. There's no problem because already we have death sentence over our lives. There is famine in the land. So it's best we take the risk. It's best we anchored our life in God. It's best we allow ourselves to let the will of God be done. Praise the Lord. They look at this now. After they, they've contemplated and they assess the situation and they realize what's going to happen and they say, you know what? We I think we're going to move. We're going to take a move. Hallelujah. Verse 5. It says, and they rose up in the twin light. You see what they did? They don't just have discussions. Sometimes some of us, we are talkative. We talk a lot. We, we have opinions. We suggest. And then we have visions and ideas, but we don't take a step. We don't make any, 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 any tangible decision. We talk, 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 and that is it. That, that, that's where we stop. Hallelujah. Verse 5. It says, And they rose up in the twilight and go unto the camp of the Syrians. You see, they decided to go to the Syrians where things were okay. Hallelujah. They didn't come back inland. Hallelujah. Because there was famine in their own on their own side. So they decided to go on to the other side of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, take note of this. Behold, there was no man there. Behold, there was no man there. Now, take note, very interesting. Were there anyone on this side of the border? Yes. The Syrians were actually there. The Syrians were really there. So, take note of this now. The Bible says, verse, nine, uh, verse 6, it says, verse 5, there were no man there. Verse 6 says, for the Lord had made the host of Syrians to hear a noise of chariot and a noise of horses and a noise of a great host, and they said one to another, Lord, the king of Israel had hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twin light and left their tent and their horses and their houses and the camp as it was and fled for their life. You see the mystery there? You see the mystery there? Now, initially in verse 1, I reminded you that you should pay attention to what Elijah said. Hear ye the word of the Lord, thus the Lord. God was saying to Elijah, by this time tomorrow. 
you're going to have surplus. There's going to be prosperity. There's going to be abundance. By this time tomorrow, it will mark the end of the famine and all the frustration and all the disappointment and all the challenges and difficulties that you are going through. By this time tomorrow, it shall be well with you. Now, the word of the Lord that God spoke through Elijah was to be fulfilled. But take note, the word was to be fulfilled. So God decided to use these four men for leprous men. I am emphasizing on that word, leprous men. I know why I'm telling you this. God decided to use these four leprous men, men that were being ostracized, men that were considered as non-entity, men that were considered as irrelevant, men that were rejected, men that were in exile, praise the name of the Lord, men that, that no one will, will tend to love or care for. Hallelujah. Men that they've abandoned, they are the one that God handpicked he handpicked four of those men and he says, I am going to use you to fulfill my words. Now, take note of this. It doesn't matter where you may find yourself right now. It doesn't matter what the condition of your life might be. It doesn't matter what the world has done to you or what they have said about you. It doesn't matter the way you feel. Maybe your case is even worse than leprosy. The doctor already wrote you off and told you you are going to die. Or they, they've already evicted you out of your house. Or your husband already left you. Or maybe your children are, are, are already gone. They, they are wayward and they don't care about your God and, and anything that you are doing. Or life has, be, has sort of like embarrassed you. You know, things has turned upside down and you don't don't tend to like yourself anymore. You are becoming your own enemy because of what you are going through. I want to announce to you today, if God could take those men that were cast out, those men that were rejected, those men that were non-entity, those men that were out in exile, those men that were being abandoned, God can use them to perform his word. God can use them to bless the nation. God can use them to change the trajectory of the life of his people. God can use them to bring in prosperity. God can also use you. Praise the name of the Lord. So look at the way God did it. The Bible says, and the Lord made the host of Syrians to overseas to hear a noise of chariots. So what was happening was that God magnified those leprous legs. Those four men with eight legs that had leprosy, cut and short toes, and they don't have uh, complete fingers and their nose were being cut. God magnified himself in them and God anointed their legs. So while they kept going, bam, 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 they are stepping, bam, into the host of the sea. What the seers were hearing was, it's as if they heard a chariot of horses and men of war coming with, with, with weapons of war to attack them. And the Bible says they fled for their life. The Bible says the fear of the Lord terrifies them. They fled for their life. They left everything in the camp. They abandoned all their wealth, all their food, all their resources, and everything were left behind. And the Bible says that these four leprous men, they got to the camp. They could find no man there. May I say this to you? What you are afraid of 
is already afraid of you. This year, 2023, you must confront whatever confronts you. Praise the name of the Lord. Anchor your life in God so that you will be bold enough to face whatever you have to face and deal with whatever you have to deal with. The, the seers that they were afraid of, now, according to God's word, why they took the step of faith, they were marching towards the seers, the seers themselves, we are afraid of them. Could it be that whatever you are afraid of, is afraid of you? Could it be that whatever you don't want to deal with, the very same thing or set of people don't want to deal with you? But you might not know this. The only way you'll be able to understand what God is doing is when you anchor your life in God. When you totally depend on God. So look at this now. These people, they just, they just took a step of faith and they ventured into the camp of the Syrians. But what they did not know was that God was fulfilling his word that was spoken by the prophet Elijah. That's number one. Number two, what they did not know was that God was using them as, as a means of, of fulfilling his word. Now, God can use you to fulfill whatever he wants to do. God magnified their steps. God anointed them. God catapulted them. God empowers them. And so when they were marching, boom, boom, left, right, and they were entering into the camp of the Syria, the Bible says they hear noise of chariots and a noise of horses, a noise of great hosts. Hallelujah. And they said one to another, Lord, the king of Israel had hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in twilight, and they left they left everything. Everything they left. May I say this to you? In 2023, hallelujah, this year. Hallelujah. I decree upon your life. I decree upon your family that as you go forth, God will magnify your presence. God will magnify your, your steps. Your presence will terrify your enemies in the name of Jesus. God will cause you to sound like chariots and horses and God will cause you to sound like metaphor and God will cause you to intimidate the kingdom of darkness and their hosts. Hallelujah. The wheresoever you go, you'll be the head and not the tail in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This year, God will empower you to do what you have never done in your entire life. This year, God will empower you to face your enemies. This year, God will empower you to conquer the kingdom of darkness. This year, God will empower you to triumph over every famine and affliction. This year, God will empower you to triumph over any condition that has detained and deprived your lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So they, they took the risk and they let it go. And they decided to enter into the camp of the Syrians and God helped them. It reminds me of what happened to David. The Bible says there were people, other nations that gathered against David and his own brethren refused to help him. The Bible says he put his life in his own hand and he faced the battle and God grant unto him the victory. The Lord gave him the victory that he desired. Hallelujah. And so when David and Solomon were having a conflict, according to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 19 verse 5, Jonathan the son of, of, of Saul was saying to his father, he says that, 
Have you forgotten that this man, David, is innocent? Have you forgotten his goodness and his loving kindness towards us? How he decided to fight. He took his life in his own hand and decided to fight against our enemies. And we got the victory. God helped him to, got the, uh, to, to attain to the victory. And, 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 and he was saying to him, this is a man that is innocent. Praise the name of the Lord. May I say this to you, beloved? This year is going to be a year of God's extraordinary intervention in the name of Jesus. This year is going to be a year of God's supernatural manifestation in the name of Jesus. Let me say this to you. This year, I want you to resign off from yourself. You've tried over the years. You've manipulated over the years. You've done all that you want to do over the years. But things doesn't seem to change or work for you. Now let God do his will. Let God do the job for you. Let him have his way in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter what you are right now. It doesn't matter how you are right now. What is much more important is that God is able to, to even start with your remnant. God can even start with your remnant. It doesn't matter. They say, oh, oh, you are, you, are, you, are, you are down to nothing. Oh, you can't do it. Oh, come on now. Who do you think you are? What do you have? Forget about all of those questions. My, 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 my advice to you this morning is that you let it go in the hands of God and let God do his own will in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anchor your life in God. In other words, brace yourself and settle in God. Let your life get attached, get hooked up to God. Make sure that you are tied to God, that you will be stable, you will be focused, you will be steady, praise the name of the Lord, that no storm will push you out of the way. No information, nothing absolutely will cause you to be drifted here and there. You are in the pond today, tomorrow you are out of the pond. You believe God today, tomorrow you begin to doubt, and you begin to wonder, and you begin to assess and assume that maybe God will do it, or maybe not. No, this is no maybe. At this particular time, these four leprous men, they didn't consider whether it will work or not. In fact, in fact they said, if they kill us, no problem. Let us die. But we are going. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I want you to begin to announce to the kingdom of darkness today. To begin to announce to your family members today. To begin to announce to your community today. To the church. To everyone that knows you. That I am coming in a grand style. Praise the name of the Lord. You should tell the world that I am coming in a grand style. I am going to show up in a grand style. You will see me through the glory of God. Through the power of God. Through the grace of God. The favor of God. The blessings of God. The hand of God will be upon my life. And by the time I show up, there will be no man there in the name of Jesus. The enemies would have fled for their lives by the special grace of God. Now what you want to pay attention to, looking at this account, is that there are few things that were happening. These people, they actually they knew what was, they, they, they know what was wrong with them, so they knew their condition was not okay. They, they, they understood that uh, with this condition, we cannot make it. But you know what? We're going to do whatever we have to do. Praise the name of the Lord. We're going to use whatever we have. At this particular time, I believe they had no food. Like, you know, the famine was there. But all that they have was the strength to use their legs. Those legs, those uh, uh, half toes and, you know, they could not work properly. That's all they have. And they were using it. You know, I believe they were going like this. <laughs> so that's all we got. And that's all we're going to use. We're going to get there. And whatever happens, it happens, but we're going to show up. Anyway, they use whatever they have. 
they use the legs the leprous legs leprous toes and god used those leprous legs to deal with their enemies may i say this to you this 2023 you are going to use whatever you have stop comparing yourself with others stop assessing others in order to measure where you are now and 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 don't allow yourself to be under pressure you are signing for things that are not necessary and you're increasing your debt and then you are confused and then you want people's idea and opinion and suggestion to to, to navigate your life now use whatever you have can we all say that together say use whatever you have one more time use whatever you have they have just their legs and their toes and so with the strength of god they are like and they get to where god want them to get to whatever you have is what god will use the bible says we should not despise the days of small beginning whatever you have wherever you are whatever you have and whoever you are is very important in the hand of god stop blaming people stop assuming that well until you have thousands of dollars before you make it no stop assessing yourself and assuming oh, that until somebody comes into your life you won't make it no these people they had no one but god they anchored themselves in god it reminds me of moses when god asked him to confront pharaoh he had nothing but a word and that was what god uses to perform miracles signs and wonders to confront the egyptians and the magicians in egypt and also to divide the red sea the word that he had was what god used hallelujah david confronted goliath david confronted goliath praise the lord and all that he had was a sling and god was with him and the bible says goliath was thrown to death hallelujah peter had his net and that's all he had but then he obeyed the lord and threw the net on the right side and the bible says he enclosed a lot of fish to the extent that the boat was sinking he had to beckon on others to come and help him praise the name of the lord the little boy when jesus asked the disciples when they had a retreat for three days and they were hungry jesus asked the disciples to feed the people they didn't have anything but there was one little boy that had five loaves of bread and two fish the bible says jesus asked them to bring it forth and they brought it forth he blessed and the bible says after being blessed they were sharing and they themselves don't know how the thing increases and the bible says thousands of them were fed and they have 12 baskets left over praise the name of the lord they lose what they have the widow hallelujah the widow that had a problem in in the book of kings remember the bible says when elijah showed up and she was complaining that the the, the sons were going to be taken as collateral and the bible says that the man of god asked her what do you have she said it's just all that i have that i have to bake for myself and my son will eat and will die in the midst of the famine and before you know whatever little that she had increases and she was able to sell and make her living in the name of the lord jesus christ praise the name of the lord hallelujah as believers may i say this to you that you must understand the time the season in which we're living in if you are not content if you are not focused praise the lord if you are not if you are not spiritually sensitive whatever you have that god would have used you would ignore it or you will destroy it if you are not careful
back to what I said. Our topic this morning is anchor your life in God. When you anchor your life in God, it will give you a clear sense of direction. When you anchor your life in God, you will know what to do at the right time. Like we studied yesterday, that the sons of Issachar, they had understanding of the time and they knew, the Bible says, what is the Lord to do? What can we say about David that we just talked about? The Bible says that the children of Israel, Saul and others, the brothers of David were confronted by Goliath. For 40 days, Goliath humiliated them, disrespected them, insulted God. And then David showed up, a small boy. And this young man could not, he could not, he could not succumb to such insult. And he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What is wrong with this guy? He's trying to insult our God. He's trying to, 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 to shame the, the sovereignty of our God. Not when I'm alive. It's not possible. Now let me say this to you. Hmm. The reason why I was wondering, I'm like, God, why are you giving me a topic like this? Anchor your life in God. Take note of this. Don't miss this. This is one of the, the core of the message. The reason why you have to anchor your life in God at this particular time is because this is the time of battles. It is a time of battles. Praise the Lord. Not just battles, but spiritual battles. Hallelujah. This 2023, every power and every system is going to fight for a platform. Hallelujah. Pay attention to what I'm saying. This 2023, you're going to see the introduction of so many things that if you're not careful, if you're not spiritually sensitive, you'll be easily deceived or defeated. There's going to be a whole lot of spiritual battle that is taking place in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Not only that, there's going to be a whole lot of establishment from the kingdom of darkness that if you are not strong, if you're not established in God, you'll be defeated personally. And so the battle is not just yours. It's not that you're going to face the battle by yourself. Just like these four men. The Bible says they didn't go by themselves. They were willing to go. They wanted to go. But God was the one that magnified their steps. God was the one that led them. In fact, God was the one that incited them. God was the one that instituted their decision. And God was the one that went ahead of them and caused the, the, the Syrians to, fl to flee. And so if you are not sensitive within this year 2023, you are not you are not you are not in God, you are not prepared, you are not covered, you are not empowered by God, your life is not anchored in God, the enemy will easily slap you away. The powers of darkness, the storms of life will easily push you and cause you to sink in this life if you're not careful. So you must be spiritually sensitive and ready for every battle. Look at what happened between Goliath and David. In the book of First uh, 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 Samuel chapter 17, something happened there. You see, I usually used to say that David did not kill Goliath. David did not kill Goliath. It was God that killed Goliath. And do you know why Goliath was a champion? Goliath was not the champion because he was a giant. No. What people don't realize is that Goliath is a spiritual man. Goliath has a God behind him. Whatever strength that Goliath was exhibiting in his time was coming from a force of darkness, a spirit, a God that was behind him. Hallelujah. Okay, let me show you because it's like, oh, Pastor, what are you saying? Look at the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. 
1 Samuel chapter 17. Let me prove what I'm saying to you. Hallelujah. This man was not an ordinary fighter. He was a spiritual man. And so, anyone that faces him and is not prepared, or anyone that challenges him and is not spiritually ready, is going to become a victim. Why? Because the man is a spiritual man. Goliath was not an ordinary giant. He was also a spiritual giant. He had his backing. He had a spiritual altar and support that was, that was sort of like equipping him to do whatever he was doing. And so if you're not prepared in time like this, this 2023 is going to knock a lot of people down by surprise because they are not prepared. So you must anchor your life in God. Look at it, verse um, number um, 43 to 46. 43 to 46. Look at what happened between them, the two of them. The Bible says, And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog? Hallelujah. That thou comest to me with a slave's Am I a dog that you're holding a slave to come and to attack with me? And look at what he says. Look at the statement. And the Philistine calls David by what? He's God. So what Goliath did first was to attack David spiritually. You see that? What God, remember, this was the man that was he was saying, Oh, you give us a man, and if there's anyone, bring us a man that will fight against me. And if this man will destroy me, then you'll take my people as slaves. But if I will destroy this, this man, I will take you guys as slaves as captive. He knew exactly what he was saying. He knew that he had a spiritual stamina, he had some 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 demonic backing from some god somewhere. So the moment David showed up, a small boy, he said, Are you coming after me with stake? Am I, am I a dog? And the Bible says, you know what he did? He did not, even though he said that, oh, you are coming, he sort of like underestimated. He sort of like reproached David. But he did not, he did not pay attention to this. Pay attention, very important. Yet, he did not go after David ordinarily. You see, the guy is smart. Very smart. He's like, oh, you brat, you little boy. Am I a dog? Why are you coming after me? He could have gone there and fight right away. No. But you know what he did? The first thing was he evoked the power behind him. The strength, the stamina of his, 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 uh, his power. He, he, said, he, said, he, said, he said, he said, I curse you in the name of my God. Look at it there. And the Philistine cursed David by his God by his god so there was a spiritual force behind goliath there was a god so the the battle between david and goliath was first a spiritual battle before it became a physical battle praise the name of the lord then look at david also david was also a spiritual man very sensitive his life was anchored in 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 in, in jehovah god hallelujah then the bible says in verse number 44 and the philistine said to david Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air. That is what he said, unto the beast of the field. But look at what David respond. Look at him. Verse 45. Then said David to the Philistines, David discerned. You see, I told you, you must be spiritually strong. You must understand your level. You must know that we are in a time of warfare. So anchor your life in God. So as you go at, uh, 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 out there, you know whatever battle you are, you are going to face, you, you must be prepared for. Maybe at work. 
maybe at home maybe in your community maybe where you are living you don't know the set of people that are there maybe they are occultists that you don't even know you go to work you don't know what your managers your directors or your supervisors or even your colleagues are involved in you are going to school at the university you don't know the lifestyle of their people you don't know the secret society that they belong to you don't know who is releasing an attack or a curse against you somebody looks at you and just hates you for no just cause or no reason no it's not just for no reason they have a reason that you might not even know Praise the Lord. Then said David, verse 45, to the Philistines, Thou comest to me with a sword. You see that? And with a spear. And with a shield. But look at David now. But I come to thee. What? David is invoking his own God now. I come to thee how? With what? In the name of the Lord of hosts. Who is the Lord of hosts? Jehovah. Yahweh. Almighty God is the Lord of hosts. He says, I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The God of the armies of Israel. The God of the armies of Israel. The God. So you see, he calls David in the name of his God. And David is responding in the name of his own God. Hallelujah. I am coming to you in the name of the God of the armies of Israel. Whom thou hast what? Defy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And he says, This day, look at the statement. I love this. This day, David did not say, I. Look at what he says. This day, what's going to happen? This day will the Lord, the Lord, the Lord deliver thee into thy hands. Hallelujah. And I what? I will smite thee and take thy head from thee and I will give thy carcass to the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the you know David decided to attack in the name of the Lord God Almighty may I say this to you this 2023 everything that you are doing make sure it is God centered anchor everything in God so you will not be taken by surprise. So that nothing will hit you and then you come back and say, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Be sensitive spiritually. Be attentive. That is why you must anchor your finances, your marriage, your church, your business, your life, your, your, your academic life, your business life. Everything must be in God. Hide everything. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run it into it and they are what? And they are safe. Whatever your priorities are, your goals, your dreams, your visions, they should not die. Anchor everything in God. And it shall be well with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't go and sit back and say, you know, but pastor, I've tried and failed many, many years now. And you know, I just let life go the way it should. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, you begin to resolute yourself for any eventuality. No, don't do that. Anchor your life in God and set goals according to God's word. Don't just live your life and sail anyhow. You'll be tossed here and there. Let your life be anchored in God and set goals. You must have long-term goals, short-term goals. All of those goals, you make sure you dedicate them unto God and let God have his way. You should not allow your dream to die. You make sure whatever dream that you have, whatever the visions are, 
you tie them to the anchor which is God. Hallelujah. So that nothing will be shredded out there, nothing will be drifted away, and nothing will be tossed to and fro. Hallelujah. We must be very careful of our decisions this year. Even though you are setting goals, you are keeping your dreams alive, we must be very careful of our decisions. Don't just get up overnight and make a hasty decision. Not only that, don't negotiate when you are discouraged, when you are, you are tired, when you are exhausted. That's not the time to negotiate. Somebody wants to come and negotiate, tell them, okay, we'll talk later, but let me have a t- time with God. Let me hear from God what God is saying. Don't make hasty or careless decision anyhow. You must be very, very careful. Don't rush to buy a car anyhow. Don't rush to buy a house. Don't rush to quit a job or to take, take another job. Don't rush to marry a man or a woman anyhow. Don't rush to invest your money anyhow. Be very careful. Be very sensitive. Allow the Spirit of God to lead you and make sure whatever decision you decide to make, let it be anchored in God and God alone. So that at the end you don't regret Stop listening to the noise out there. Stop allowing the wave of the unbelievers or the wave from the media to, to sort of like corrode your mind and deceive you. They have so much opinion, so much idea, so much... No, I, I don't care about all of that. Yes, some of them may be necessary or relevant, but not important than God. God first, and then, before even myself, I consider God first, God's will, God's word, before I make any decision. Praise the name of the Lord. So we must be very careful while making decisions. We must let God lead us. Let the Lord lead us this year, 2023. Don't jump into an issue and then you call God, you're inviting God, God come and help me. Or God come and have your way. He's saying, no, 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 that doesn't concern me. It's not my will. Even when you are praying this year, don't just pray randomly. Pray wisely. Don't miss your target. The Bible says we can pray and miss. So you have to be very careful. The Bible says that if we do the will of God and we pray according to his word or according to his will, he hears us. Begin to study and know and understand what is the will of God or what does the word of God say concerning your life before you pray. Don't just jump. And then at the end you come out, I mean, you're just sweating without any result. And all that you were saying was, and God says, what were you saying? Hallelujah. We must have a clear sense of direction. So, before you get to God, the Bible says you must come with strong reason. You must have a cause. Don't just go and talk to God anyhow. God is not, is, is not like your little brother somehow. God is not your servant. Hey, you, God, come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Be very careful what you say to God. In fact, the Bible says we must be careful as we open our mouth whether to make a vow or to make any statement in the presence of God. The Bible says every idle word that will come out of our mouth will give account. So, imagine when you go to God to kneel down to pray. How careful you should be. You cannot say anything in front of your, your prime minister. Even if you don't like him. You cannot just go and talk anyhow in front of a king or, or your, your even some of us who don't talk anyhow to our parents. The way you respect your pastor or your parent, if you have more than that respect for God, it will be better off for you. Praise the name of the Lord. We must let God lead us. Hallelujah. This year you must select your friends and your relationships. It's not everybody you'll be relating to. It's not everybody will be your friend. You don't discuss everything personally. Your personal life. Everybody knows about it. You pick your phone. You are spending hours on the phone. You are just exposing yourself. Who you are talking to, you don't even know. When you go to bed to sleep, 
Huh? You don't know they are flying in the night. You don't even know. So is my business partner. When you come to church to pray to make that investment and you are paying tight, they are going and joining occultic groups and underworld groups in order to have rituals to make money. And these are the set of people you are joining. You are having business with. You say they are my business partner. No. Select your relationships, your friendships. Don't just allow anyone to come into your life anyhow. Be very, very careful. Very sensitive. He that believeth shall not make haste. Don't waste your time this year. Don't waste your time. You waste your time with unprofitable people. You waste your, You see, these are the reasons sometimes a sensitive child of God will be very, very careful about friendship. Not everybody that will be your friend. It's not everywhere you go. It's not everything that you have to do. You are wasting time. There are some, some people that will come into your life. They are excess luggage. There are some things that you get yourself doing you ought not to be doing. There are some things that you want to use. Oh, but pastor, I just want to be nice. I just want to be helpful. All of that may be good, but is it the will of God? Because at the end of which, when you look at it, the people that you were breaking your head for, thinking that you want to be nice and be helpful, you ended up realizing, wow. I wish I had never tried this. I wish I have never done this. Or I wish I didn't get involved. Stop wasting your time. Every day you live is minus one. Time is not a friend. There's no way you can rewind your life. There's no way you can rewind. You can rewind that clock, but the time doesn't still change. Hallelujah. You can rewind your clock and say, okay, now it's about uh, 20, 20 after 12. You can go and t t uh, put it back to 20 after 8. But still, the actual time is what? 20 after 12. You may be walking behind schedule. Why? Because you rewind the time. Praise the name of the Lord. Before you realize, you begin to see, oh, you, you, you're having gray hair. Or you don't have the stamina to achieve whatever you're supposed to achieve. You, you know, think that if you're supposed to go to school, for example, go to school now. Don't wait until after you are, you are, you are in your 40s or you are in your 50s. That particular time you're supposed to have your home and taking care of your children, that's the time you want to go back to your what? Your children, uh, go back to school with your children or, or, or those that are supposed to be your grandchildren in school. It's too late. Order your priorities right. Don't waste your time. If God is leading you to start something, go ahead. If God is leading you to invest in something, go ahead. If God is directing you to go to certain places or to do certain things, don't waste your time. Time cannot be rewind. Time is not a friend. There's a saying, if you lose time, you lose what you will never get again or what will never come again. It says, gold and silver lost may be recovered, but time lost is lost forever. Hallelujah. The other thing that I want you to pay attention to is that this year you should not be you should not be an enemy to yourself. Don't be an enemy to yourself. What do I mean by this? Don't begin to beat yourself over the mistakes of yesterday. God had forgiven you. Why won't you forgive yourself? God has forgotten about what you did the past years and still you are still reminding yourself about the, what happened between you and that woman or that man or that business partner between you and your family member and how they break your heart, how they destroy your business and you, you allow that bitterness and that unforgiveness to imprison you listen, the person that you hate he keeps going on with his life and they are having fun and you, every time you see them, your heart leaps you are angry and you are like, I wish I could squeeze. No, you cannot squeeze anything out of them. They are moving on. 
Let it go. Let go of yesterday. Yesterday mistakes. Yesterday anger. Yesterday error. Don't bring that back into this year and begin to beat yourself. All the garbage of 2022 that you've left behind, let them go. Don't bring them back into 2023 and begin to ponder over it again. One thing that bothers me the most is when somebody begins to talk about stories that happened several years ago. Negative stories, not even positive ones. Well, you remember what they said to me. Well, you remember what they've done to me. Listen, you cannot be driving and you're looking at the rear view mirror. mirror. You will not be able to, to go well. Eventually, you end up causing an accident. You have to look in front of the windshield and keep going, except otherwise. Even when you are walking, you cannot turn your back and be going forward like this. You're not going to be affected. You're going to hurt yourself. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's go of yesterday and let God have his way and let the will of God be done for your life this day in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't waste your time. Don't be your own enemy. Praise the name of the Lord. Deal wisely with your enemy. Deal wisely with your enemies. Praise the name of the Lord. Deal wisely with your enemies. This one is very, very important for us as believers. Deal wisely with your enemies. Why? Why? Is it that you have to deal wisely with your enemies? Let me say this to you, beloved. Hmm. Sometimes the enemy can be an obstruction. You think that you are making what fear. Oh, you devil. Oh, you powers of darkness. I come after you. Whatever your plans might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are fighting them. He already took your time. That was his strategy. That was his plan. He wanted you to pay attention to him because God has something in store for you. God has said something. And that is why some, <laughs> I, sometimes it baffles me. If you, if you look at most churches out there and then it's prayer time, watch their prayers. 99% of the prayer has to do with their enemy. They are not praying the promises of God into their lives. They are not praying the word of God into their lives. They are not praying the will of God into their lives. They are not praying for what God already designed, the vision of God to be accomplished. They are not praying that God will empower them to walk in righteousness. They are not praying that God will give them insight, a new investment, a new direction. But the prayer, all the enemies shall die if we are from my father's house. In the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost, fire! Those who don't want me to progress, you are fighting enemy. This so-called enemy that we're fighting against, they are making it. They don't even, some of them don't even pay attention to you. But because they are interested, or they are so much, in, uh, I mean, you are interested in them, and they are so much important to you, that is why you give them space. I'm not saying that you should underestimate the enemy. Don't misunderstand me. One thing you shouldn't do, you shouldn't underestimate the enemy. You should not even overestimate the enemy. You should know your enemies and know when and how other your priorities are. It's not every day that you have to do warfare. Every day, enemy must die. No! You are building on the wrong foundation. Praise the name of the Lord. Eventually, you begin to forget the will of God for your life. Praise the name of the Lord. So, be very wise while dealing with your enemies. It's not everything you have to focus on your enemy. You have to have a balance, a clear balance. You fight your enemy here, and then here you look for the will of God and pray the will of God into your life. Remember, the Bible says that when uh, um, Nehemiah was building the wall, the Bible says while they were building, they were also preparing for war, for battle. The Bible says the men have a mind to walk, and at the same time they were willing to fight. They fight and they work at the same time. Many of us were just fighting, fighting. Say, I'm an intercessor. Your own intercession is warfare. 
Praise the Lord. You are not building anything. You are you are just breaking down. Oh, we destroy. Oh, we break down. Yes. While you break down and you destroy, you should have time to plant and invest and build in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You see, these are the reasons why sometimes when I see people joining all those prayer groups online, I'm like, I smile. I say, these people don't even know what they're doing. Hallelujah. So, don't pay too much attention to your enemy. Deal with them wisely. Another thing you should not forget is that you shouldn't despise the days of small beginning. Don't despise the days of small beginning. It is not everything that comes to you in a little way or little form you ignore. Oh, uh, it's not, it's not, it's not, nothing serious. Now, let me tell you. In fact, the thing that may come to you that doesn't look serious is the thing that you're supposed to take very seriously. Very seriously. Praise the name of the Lord. Because that is how God operates. When God wanted to create the universe and to create men and everything, the Bible says he just created one man and one woman and look at it how many billions of people we have in the world today hallelujah every single animal that exists upon the face of the earth the bible says god god's word was was upon them that they should bring forth multiply increase and replenish the earth until today you see everything is growing so don't wait until it comes big until you have forty thousand fifty thousand before you start no start small you want to start your own business go ahead start small even if there's no capital by faith just start small as long as it is the will of god praise the name of the lord don't begin to be scared oh i remember how i failed in business the other day forget about your past failure keep going and the lord will see you through in the name of the lord jesus christ now let me say this to you i said before we must be very careful because we're living in the spiritual atmosphere and there are battles. And I emphasize on David and Goliath. Right? Now let me throw light on something again. This has to do with the devil, Satan. The reason why you ought to be sensitive spiritually is because, now pay attention now, Satan is smart. Don't, don't you ever underestimate him. Huh. That one, you can, you, even if you don't want to give him that credit, God created him not as a fool. Praise the Lord. He is still smart. And whatever God gave to him from the beginning, he still maintained that. Now, why am I saying this? It doesn't matter what you are going through or the battle of the, the challenges of your life. If you don't know the level in which you are fighting, trust me, you will not win. I hope you understand what I just said. Know your spiritual height. Know your levels. And know the kind of battle that you're going to fight. There are some battles that you don't need to fight. You need to employ God. That is why we're talking about anchor your life in God. There are some battles that you are going to face in 2023. Run! Don't fight. There are some battles that you are going to face in 2023. Call on God. Cry unto him for help because you cannot win that by yourself. And there are some other battles that you're supposed to face in fact some of them you have to initiate them there are some battles that you have to defend yourself there are some battles that you have to go on the offensive and there are some battles that god wants you to face the enemy and fight but there are some battles that you have to flee all of this you ought to know why am i saying this do you know the strategies of the enemy how it works if the devil knows that you are very spiritual or you are very very anointed 
and he wants to come after you let me shock you now satan will never come in the realm of the spirit for you people like you i'm gonna say it again satan will never come after you spiritually if he knows that you are spiritually alert you are sensitive you are powerful your life is in line with the word of god and so he's not going to come after you why because he knows that if he comes after you he will not win because you are operating in the same level of the spirit where he operates so he knows that in fact listen to this now if he tries it he's going to fail woefully because you are operating in fact not on the same level you are operating on a higher level why because the bible says greater is he that is in you than him that is in the world you know our warfare is done in the realm of the spirit and what spirit do we have we have the spirit of god which is the holy ghost so if we use the holy ghost we use the word of god we use the presence of god to fight against the enemy obviously he's gonna fail and we are gonna have victory praise the lord hallelujah so he doesn't fight against people like you who are spiritual he doesn't fight you spiritually praise god you know what he does look at it now if you know that you are so spiritual he comes to the tunnel he comes to the physical he comes to the ordinary because that is where he wants to bring you and that is where he will launch after you so you may have your spiritual pride and you are like sensitive you don't know that the plot of the enemy is not in the realm of the spirit for you because you are spiritually sensitive he placed your battle in the flesh he placed your battle in the carnal things he placed your battle in the physical and the ordinary things because that is where he wants to bring you that is where he wants to defeat you that is where he wants to hurt you so he placed your battle there the lord that is for those of us who are spiritually sensitive or strong and and we are alert now for those who are carnal those who are ungodly those who are spiritually weak those who are anemic those who don't even know what is going on in the realm of the spirit they don't understand the will of god or the ways of god for their life you know what the devil does the devil doesn't come to them in the physical or in the ordinary because that is where they are that is their level you know what he does he goes to the realm of the spirit the spiritual now when he goes to the realm of the spirit the spiritual he, he, he goes there and, and manipulate and attack you know why because he knows that the set of people that he's dealing with those particular set of people are not spiritual so he goes there and attack them praise the lord so when that attack is in the realm of the spirit he knows that this man cannot pray this man cannot discern this man is not effective spiritually so he cannot win in the realm of the spirit so that is why he's attacking so that is why some people want to church and ask your pastor for prayers these are the reasons why some people want to church and they say well pastor i am having an attack i'm having some demonic affliction i feel sick i go to the doctor they check they did this they did that they said they can't find anything they said i'm okay but you are feeling sick and you know that those demons because demons if you look at the new testament demons were responsible for affliction diseases sicknesses and all of that hallelujah so some of these things that people may be dealing with those who are kind of they are spiritual things that is why when they go to church the moment the man of god discern and pray simple prayer you see the miracle of god happen why because the devil took their own battle to the realm of the spirit because they are kind and therefore us who are spiritual the devil will take our own battle to the physical because we are spiritual so he bring us to the physical and that is why sometimes you hear they say oh that child of god messed up or oh, that man of god did this or something happened or oh, they fell why because that is the level that he wants to bring you 
So Satan is smart. He's very, very sensitive. Now, if the devil initiates a battle in the realm of the spirit, and you are fighting in the physical, you cannot win. If the devil initiates a battle in the physical, and you are fighting spiritually, you cannot win. If he takes the battle to the spiritual, you must be sensitive to fight there. If he takes the battle to the physical, you must be very sensitive to understand that this is physical and fighting. Why am I saying this? There are some things that you need. You don't need prayers. Sometimes, you just need physical. Take for instance, if you're hungry, you don't need prayers for, for food. You need food. Praise God. If you need money, you need a job. You don't go to your room and close the door. Oh, spirit of poverty. Because you are spiritually minded. Says, ah, let me let this guy be jobless. So we'll be praying. So you kept praying for years. You still don't have the job. Whereas the job is a physical thing that you need. You need to get your resume. You need to make an application. You need to go out in search of job. But you are behind closed doors praying. He says, I got him where exactly I want him. So there are some battles that are physical. You deal with it physically. There are some battles that are spiritual. You deal with it spiritually. There are some things that you need that are spiritual. Look at this. Elijah was discouraged and down. And, and, and he, was, he was almost giving up. An angel of the Lord appeared. And the angel of the Lord gave him food food he says okay get up eat he says for the journey is too hard for thee the angel already he he had already had vision of the future whereas elijah didn't know what's gonna happen in the future he already told him he said the journey that you have is too great for thee you need food you need food eat now eat gave him bread and 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 fed the man and he slept again woke him up again because at that time what he needed was food there are times, listen to this now. There are times when you need food. There are times when you need the spiritual food. There are times you need the physical food. There are times that your, your need that you are breaking your head for is available physically and you are breaking heaven about it and God is saying, it's all there and it's all available. Praise the name of the Lord. So you must be sensitive of what is going on in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. So let's, let's deal with two major aspects of this 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 message this morning before we round up and these two major aspects that i want you to pay attention to when we talk about anchor your life in god number one number one we must anchor our life in the word of god very important aspect of our life if 2023 is supposed to be a fruitful and a fulfilled year for us we must anchor our life in the word of god Jesus himself in the New Testament said, I have given them thy word, and the world hated them. Why should we anchor our lives in the word of God? Psalm 119 verse 89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. We must anchor our life in the word of God because the word of God is unchanging, is unfailing, and it is settled forever. The word of God is unchanging, it's unfailing. It is settled forever. So we must anchor our lives on the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 89. Psalm 119 verse 105. The Bible says the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So the word of God brings you clear sense of direction, light, instruction. He navigates your path. So 2023, anchor your life on the word of God that the word of God 
direct you, instruct you, control you, teach you, show you the path of this life and the way that you will go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 20, he sent his word and he healed them. The word of God is healing. Praise the name of the Lord. This year, whatever you may be experiencing physically, mentally, that you know you need the healing touch of God, you go back to Psalm 107 and you look at verse 20 that says that it says clearly that, that he sent his word and he healed them that the healing of God is available. In fact, the Bible says by his stripes you were healed. You are here. The word of God is true according to Psalm 119 verse 106. The word of God is true. Every man be a liar, but let God be true. God will never lie. He will never deceive you. He will never fail you. And so hold on to the word of God. Anchor your life on the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 160. Hallelujah. The word of God, the Bible says, is quick, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is an instrument of war. It is an instrument of war according to Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 12. The word is quick, is powerful, is sharper than any two-edged sword. So that word is very, very important for warfare. The word of God is what you see, don't go and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh Lord, I call upon you. Lord, help me, oh, help me, oh Father. Help me in the morning. Help me in the daytime. Help me in the night. Lord, help me. Look for a verse that tells you that God will help you. Say in the name of Jesus, every kingdom of darkness standing against me, resisting me, fighting me, oh, you powers of darkness against me, you are putting yourself, me, 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 me. Yeah, the enemy knows he's fighting against you, but you cannot do anything to him without God. So what you do, take yourself out of the chapter and go to the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, your also whatsoever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Your word says that I should resist the enemy and you will flee from me. In the name of Jesus, your word says no weapon that is fashioned. You begin to tell God his word. Remind him of his word. And let me tell you the worst thing that Satan doesn't want to hear. He doesn't want to hear the word of God from you. Because he knows very well that the word of God is God himself. So anytime you speak the word of God to the devil, you know what you are doing? Knowingly or unknowingly, you are invoking the presence of God in the presence of the enemy. And the presence of God terrifies the enemy. He will flee. You say in the name of Jesus, uh, Father, that your word says the devil will begin to like what, 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 what? Don't, hey, don't say that. Don't, don't you try it. By the time you release the word, he turns his back and he's free. Why is he fleeing? Why? Because you are bringing the presence of God. You are bringing the word of God, which is God Himself, right in front of His face, and He cannot resist God. The Bible says the word of God is God Himself. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, the word of God is a defensive weapon. The Bible refers to it as the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is a defensive weapon. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, the word of God leads to salvation. It leads to salvation. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. You are trusting God and believing for one to be saved. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says that the word of God leads to salvation. The word of God gives life. According to Ezekiel 37, verse 7. You remember Ezekiel and those dry bones. He spoke the life of God into those bones and they came back to life. Ezekiel 37, verse 7. The word of God brings life. The word of God, the Bible says, is like hammer. And it's like fire. According to Jeremiah 23, 29. It's like hammer. It's like fire. 
It's a weapon of war. You can use that hammer to maintain and build certain things and construct certain things. Ah, you can use that hammer also like, you know, like the winches you to clip off some things and remove like some nails out there. You can also use the word of God as a fire to release in the realm of the spirit uh, while you are praying. Father, you say, oh God, you made, oh God, your angel spirit and the minister's flaming fire in the name of Jesus. Father, you are the consuming fire. Let your fire rain in my house. Let your fire rain in my body. My fire, your fire rain in the church. I release the consuming fire at my office. Lord God Almighty, every trap of the wicked as I drive on the way, let the fire of God go before me. The fire of God surround me. Consuming fire rain in my life in the name of Jesus. By the time you say in the name of Jesus, you see the fire of God in the realm of the spirit. Move and destroy the camp of your enemy. Praise the name of the Lord. The word of God is very important. The word of God. Anchor your life upon the word of God because it leads to fulfillment. It leads to fulfillment. When the angel came, the angel came with the word of the Lord to Mary. And the Bible says in Luke chapter 1 verse 38, 37 and verse 45, the word of God was revealed to Mary. And Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. You know what she's saying? Whatever you have said, let it happen to me. The word of God leads to fulfillment. So as you are, as you go through the month of January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, you wake up in the morning, Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Whatever you have designed, whatever you have spoken, whatever that is in your archive concerning my life, concerning this day, concerning my health, concerning my marriage, concerning my family, concerning my wife, concerning my children, concerning my husband, concerning my career, concerning the church, concerning my nation concerning my friend, concerning that family, concerning this or that, whatever the case, be it unto me, O Lord, according to thy word. According to thy word. It reminds me of what happened when the Bible says that uh, uh, Ezekiel and the children of Israel they were going through a lot of challenges in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 32 the Bible says in the midst of their challenges and the threat that they had and the enemies planning to attack them the Bible says when the word of the Lord came and the Bible says the man of God spoke the word concerning God's assurance concerning God's protection concerning God's provision you know what they said the Bible says they rested their hope they rested their life they rested their trust they rested everything in the word of God. In other words, they believe God and they let it go because of God. That's it. They believe God and whatever was their fear and their anxiety, they let it go because of God. They rested upon the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. How I pray that you and I will get to that point where you are so confident in God that you can rest your life and everything that has to do with you upon the word of God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Isaiah chapter 46 verse 10, the Bible says the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. So it doesn't matter what the enemy does or it doesn't matter what your own personal intention might be. The counsel of the Lord, the Bible says that shall stand. That shall stand. According to Isaiah 46, verse number 10. The word of God is supposed to have complete preeminence over our life. 
God's word is all that we have. The word of God is God himself. The word of God was what God used to create the world. The word of God is what God uses to maintain and sustain the world. The word of God leads to salvation. Hallelujah. The word of God is, is the power, hallelujah, that transforms everything, that moves everything, that maintains everything, that touches everything, that influences everything. There's nothing upon the face of the earth that the word of God cannot influence. Because the word of God is God himself praise the lord that is why when you release the word of god take note of this now when you release the word of god in a situation or in a case or upon a thing or a person you're expecting a result you know why you should expect a result in isaiah chapter 55 verse number 11 the bible says that the word of god will never return back to god void but it will fulfill that which it was sent to so if somebody is sick and you release the word of god that says by his stripes you were here in the name of jesus i decree you are healing in jesus name you must be expectant you must be looking out for that result the outcome of the healing because when you release the word it will not return back to god empty the word of god will cause that healing and go back to god and say i have obeyed healing your people praise the name of the lord so i shall be the head and not the tail if you are speaking that according to god's word let it be the case that you be the head and not the tail praise the lord and you see the fulfillment of god's word hallelujah because it will not return back unto god void that is empty the word of god will never return to god without accomplishing what god sent it to you know it reminds me of what happened between jesus and peter the bible says that he said, Master, I have toiled all night long. I've been doing this. This is my profession. In fact, I'm exhausted. Sir, I've done this. He, he was giving a lot of explanation. And Jesus says, just cast it. Cast the net. Cast it on the right side. Simple. I love Peter, you know. <laughs> Peter, Peter always loved to excuse himself and always have his own personal idea and opinion and maybe his own theory or ideology. But at the end of it all, he's always submissive to the instruction of jesus christ it's not wrong to have your own opinion or idea but at the end make sure that the final decision is centered on god's word and so after he had complained and gave a lot of excuses and all of that the bible says at the end it says nevertheless at thy word i will let down the net so he decided to let go and let god and that is how he succeeded number two the final point, number two. If you are to anchor your life in God this year, remember we talked about you must hold on to the word of God. Number two, you must let God have his way. Let God have his way. Let God fight your battle. Let God be God over your life. Let him do whatever he's supposed to do. Everything the Bible says in all that ways, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we must acknowledge him that he will direct our path. You remember that? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not unto thy own understanding, but in all that ways, acknowledge God. Let him, you want to go for an interview, acknowledge God. Let him do the interview. You want to travel, acknowledge God. Let him travel with you. You want to buy something, acknowledge God. Let him buy it for you. You want something that you are, and any decision you want to make, it doesn't matter whether small or great, 
I plead to you this year because you know what? As I said before, we're in the realm of a battle now. We're in the spiritual realm. The enemy is establishing his kingdom. God wants to establish his people in his kingdom also. And so every single step that you make or you're going to take this year, acknowledge God. Let God fight. Let God take preeminence. Let God have his way. Praise the name of the Lord. In the book of Second Samuel, Second Samuel chapter twenty-three, verse eight, verse, uh, eight to verse twelve. I was looking at this morning while I was studying. God was showing me the mighty men of David, mighty men of David. Three of them that were so mighty in in battle and in warfare and all kinds of things. And there were all the three of them also that went in to the camp of the Philistines and fetched water for David. But the three of them that were mighty, the previous three that were mighty and they were doing exceeding well, I discovered what the Bible says about them. That these men were mighty not because of their strength. They were mighty because the Bible says God fought on their behalf. Let me show you. Let me show you. Second Samuel chapter um, um, 23. Let's look at that quickly. Second Samuel chapter 23. You see what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Second Samuel 23. Are we there? Yeah. Hallelujah. They have some funny names, you know, so don't mind me as we read through. 23 verse 8 to verse 12. We're almost there. Second Samuel chapter 23. Are we there? Verse 8 to 12. It says, These be the names of the mighty men whom David had. Hallelujah. The Tatmonite that sat in the seat chief among the captains, the same was Adonah, praise the Lord. Adonah the Ezemite. Hallelujah. He lit up his spear 800. He lit up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. This guy, he slew 800 people with one spear in one time. Verse 9. And after the, after him was Heliana, Eliezer, sorry. After him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo. Hallelujah. The son of Dodo, the Hanumanite. Hallelujah. It says, one of the true mighty men of David. One of the true mighty men of David. Praise the name of the Lord. One of the three mighty men of David says, when they, it says, when they defied the Philistines that were, when they defied the Philistines that were there, gathered together to battle, the men of Israel were gone away. The men of Israel were gone away, nowhere to be found. But this man withstood his ground all by himself. The Bible says in verse 10, he arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary. He arose, smote the Philistine until his hand got tired. He was exhausted. His hand was weary. Look at it. The Bible says, and his hand cleaved onto the sword. His hand got stuck to the sword. Can you imagine this? Fighting battle. But how did this happen? How did he attain to the victory? The Bible says that his hand cleaved to the sword. And look at this. It says, and the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to spoil. He attained to the victory. Why? Because the Lord gave him the victory. The Bible says the Lord wrought a great victory that day. The Lord wrought a great victory that day. If you look at verse 12 also, the Bible talks about another man. Hallelujah. Aji. Praise the name of the Lord. It says, after 
after him was um was shama the son of Aji. praise the lord shama the son of Aji, the highlite praise the lord the highlite the son of Aji, and his name is what shama look at what happened the bible says and the philistines were gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lintels and the people fled from the philistines the people again fled you see, every time when God's people flee, uh, will flee from their enemies, God will raise up one man that will defend his name and defend his people. But he stood in the midst of the ground. He stood in the midst of the ground and defended it by himself. He defended the people, defended the land, and the Bible says, and he slew the Philistines and the Lord wrought a great victory. The Lord wrought. So you see, all of them, all of them, their victory was not just because of their power. Their victory was not because of their strength. Their victory was not because of their skills. Their victory was not because of any other thing else, but because the Lord loved a great victory. The Lord loved a great victory. The Lord loved a great victory. So, when we talk about anchor your life in God, you hold on to the word of God, but you hold Hold on to God Himself. Hold on to God Himself. The Bible says something that at the end, God discomfited the enemies of God's people. God destroyed in Joshua chapter 6, verse number 2. Joshua chapter 6, verse number 2. The Bible says that God said, He says, I have given Jericho unto thee. Hallelujah. God already told them what was His agenda, what He had done. But at this particular time that God was speaking to Israel, that he has given Jericho unto them, they were nowhere. They were, they were still stranded. The Bible said the walls were, the walls were straightly shut against God's people. None could go in, none could go out. And they, they have no strength, no might on their own, but everything was in God. Praise the name of the Lord. So in Joshua chapter 6 verse number 2, the Bible says, God said to them, even though they close doors behind you, even though you guys are held in hostage, you are in bondage, yet I have given Jericho unto thee. There are times, you know, this year, as you go along, God will tell you it is well. But when you look around you, it doesn't seem to be well. Just believe God at his word. You begin to experience the wellness of God. As you go through this year, 2023, there are times when God is saying, it is done. I have given it to you. You look at it and say, but God, I didn't receive it yet. Just believe God at his word. And it will come to pass in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There are times when things are going to happen strangely. And you might want to begin to wonder, about God, why? And God, how? God is saying, it is done. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is going to give you the victory that you deserve in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And it shall be well with you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you these few verses and then we're going to pray. In Exodus chapter 14 verse 14, the Bible says that the Lord fight for the children of Israel. Hallelujah. And they held their peace. Praise the Lord. In Exodus chapter 23 verse 27, the Bible says, God says, I will send my fear before thee and I will destroy all the people to whom thou shalt come and I will make all thy enemies turn their back unto thee. This year, you will not turn your back towards your enemy. Your enemies will turn their back away from you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They will give up at your presence by the special grace of God. In 2 Samuel chapter 5 verse 24, it says, and let it be when 
thou hearest the sound of the going of the top of the of the tops of the of the of, of the mulberry tree, that then thou shalt what thou shalt destroy thyself, and then shall the Lord look at this. Then shall the Lord go out before thee. The Lord will go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. God is fighting your battle for you this year in Jesus' name. He will smite all the Philistines, all the Egyptians, all the Syrians, and all the Ammonites, the Amorites, whoever they are, the Hittites, the Jebusites, all the tides, God will tie them down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Second Chronicle 29, 20, he says, he says, and the fear of the Lord was on all the kingdom. Was all was on all the kingdom of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. God will fight against our enemies, and that testimony will intimidate them in Jesus' name. In the second uh, same book of Second Chronicle 32, verse number eight, it says, "With him is the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us." God is with us to help us this year in Jesus' name. God is with us to strengthen us this year in Jesus' name. God is with us to provide for us this year in Jesus' name. He says to help us and to fight our battles. And the people, look at it again. Remember I told you this? The people rested themselves upon the words of Ezekiah, king of Judah. So when they heard that God is fighting their battle, they rested upon the word of God and they believed God, depending and trusting God in the midst of the battle that victory will be, will be, will be received and it will show for them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May I say this to you, beloved, as we pray. There is nothing that God cannot do. There is no one that God cannot move if he has to move them. The Bible says, so with man, it shall be impossible. With man, because you are a man, you are limited. Not with God. He says, for with God, all things, not some, not few, all things are possible. This year, you must find rest in God. This year, you must be confident, you must be assured that in the presence of God and allow God to have his way. This year, you must surrender all to God and say, God, you be God in my life. It doesn't matter what I may be going through, but God, have your way and let it be done. You know why? Because God knows everything. God is all-powerful. You remember we were talking about that yesterday. God is all-capable. There are things that you don't know. God knows. There are things that obviously you cannot do, but God can do. Hallelujah. Things can be impossible to you, but not with God. And so as you go through this year, 2023, have a mindset to say, Lord, I anchor my life upon your word, and I anchor my life and everything upon you. Upon you and you alone. And there is not a man ever that has ever lived in this life who believed God, who depended on God, who trusted and anchored their lives in God and God failed them. It's not possible. There's not a single one. He will not fail you. He will not disappoint you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. As we pray this morning, I want you to surrender it all and say, God, this life belongs to you. You are the one that gave it to me. And you are the one that has, you has the manual for this life. Not only that, you have the archives. Every chapter of my life, you know. I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't even understand the mysteries of this life. 
but because you are God and you own this life and you have all the agendas, all the, 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 the plans and design for my life, Lord, I'm taking it back to you. Let your will be done. Empower me, O oh God. Strengthen me, O oh God. That not only for me, Lord, to anchor in your word, but also to anchor myself in you. That in every area, Lord, I will let you be and I will let you have your way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, shall we pray? When you let God have his way, he will take on your battle for you. He will take on your enemies for you. Lift up your voices and talk to the Lord. Ask him for grace tonight, this morning. Ask him for strength this morning. Ask him for wisdom this morning. Ask him to empower you this morning. Ask him to strengthen you this morning. In the name of Jesus, that this year will not be like other years. And this year will not bring you negativity. This year you will not be stranded. This year you will not miss your way. This year life will not be a burden. This year you will not be frustrated. This year you will not ask God, say, God, why? But God, why? This year it will be a year of celebration. It will be a year of God's glory. It will be a year of your victory. It will be a year of fulfillment. It will be a year of God's abundance. It, it will cause you to prosper. It shall be wonderful. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voices and talk to the Lord right now. There's no time to waste. You don't give no space to the enemy to come in and fulfill his plan. To attack you and use you as a caricature. No! Enough is enough. Let the Lord have his way. Let the Lord have his way. Let the Lord have his way. I put my hand in his hands and let him lead away in his presence. Oh, with the Lord. Let the Lord, my brethren, let the Lord have his way. Oh, let the Lord have his way. Oh, let the Lord have his ways. I put my hands in his hands and let him lead away in his presence. Oh, away with the Lord. Let the Lord, my brethren, let the Lord have his way. One more time. Let the Lord have his way. Let the Lord have his way. I put my hands in his hands and let him lead away in his presence. Away with the Lord. Let the Lord, my brethren, let the Lord have his way. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray with me. If you are watching and you haven't given your life to the Lord Jesus, I want you to come back home to your Father. I want you to say this prayer deep down in your heart. Let it be very meaningful. Let it be a honest confession. And you are saying, Lord, I have lived this life without you. I have done it my own way. Lord, now I'm going to anchor my life in you. And let you have your way. Say this with me there, Lord Jesus. I come before you this morning. I surrender my life to you. There, Lord Jesus. I repent of every sin in my life. Whatever I have done wrong. 
have mercy upon me. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. You went to the cross. You were in the grave. On the third day, you rose from the dead just because of me. Wash me with your blood. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I covenant my spirit, my soul, my body unto you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, beloved God, richly bless you. You are a child of God. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. And the Lord loves you. Hallelujah. Can we pray together before we leave? Everyone raise up your hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray just a very simple prayer for you this year. Simple prayer. And you'll see the result all throughout your life. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Spirit of the living God. We want to remind you of Genesis chapter 2. When you created man in your image and likeness, there are four things that you did to man. And those are the things that we want to pray right now concerning what you said from the beginning. Because that is the initial agenda that you have for us. Number one, oh God, you bless Adam and you bless Eve. I decree, may the blessings of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob rest upon each and every one of our lives in Jesus' name. This year, Lord, let your blessing rest upon every one of us in the name of Jesus. Let your blessing permeate every aspect of our lives. Physically, mentally, relationally, spiritually, maritally, materially, financially, world, ministerially, nationally, in every area internationally. Let your blessing follow us in every aspect of our life. Let the fulfillment of the blessing continue to saturate our lives in the name of Jesus. Bless us with good health. Bless us abundantly. Let there be no lack and want in the name of Jesus. Bless us to overflow. Let the blessing bring us to a point of no limitation. Lord God, we pray, we decree and declare you cause us to triumph from glory to glory because of that blessing in Jesus' name. Let our voice become a seal of authority. Let our presence be overwhelmed with divine favor. Let the blessing go before us. Father, as we lie down, as we move out, as we rise up, whatever we do, Lord, whatever we place our hands to do, Lord God, whatever we speak into, wherever our presence might be, let your blessing manifest itself upon our lives in the name of Jesus. Number two. Lord, you commanded Adam and Eve to be fruitful. Lord, I decree and I declare, this year will be fruitful. We will be fruitful in every aspect of our lives in the name of Jesus. Physically, we will be fruitful. Spiritually, we will be fruitful. In every area, holistically, Lord, we will be fruitful in Jesus' name. Let the strength, let the seed, and let the power of fruitfulness be our portion. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. 
Lord, you say we should replenish the earth. We should multiply. Lord, I decree for divine increase. I decree for the power of replenishment that God Almighty we will never be ordinary. We will never be small. We will never be limited. The Lord has from this moment, Lord, emotionally, Lord, personally, Lord, spiritually, physically, we cause us, oh God, to increase, to replenish, oh God. We will move from grace to grace, from glory to glory, oh God, from abundance to abundance. We will greatly, God, multiply and increase. In the name of Jesus, Father, we will replenish. Lord, our wells will never run dry. In the name of Jesus, Father, our dreams shall not be detained or terminated. In the name of Jesus, you will cause us to become the anthems of victory, oh God. That the world will come and see what victory is all about. The world will come to us and see what prosperity, abundance, and victory is all about. That God will come to see and know what success and grace is all about. Through our lives, we become the evidence of what heaven looks like in Jesus' name. Father, we will divinely represent you as God. That God Almighty, when they see what they will see what you look like. When they see what they will see the evidence of your power. When they see what they will see the evidence of your flourishing. The evidence of your glory. The evidence of your grace. The evidence of holiness. The evidence of God of prosperity. Righteousness. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God. We want to connect our soul, our spirit, our heart, and our body, our family, Lord, everything that concerns us, everything that belongs to us, and everything that has to do with us, we connect, oh God, to your word. We connect to you. We anchor ourselves. God, we attach ourselves. We tied ourselves. We settled ourselves, oh God, that, Lord, we are in you permanently, that nothing will move us. Nothing will detach us. Nothing will cause us to be straying away or be tossed to and fro. But the Lord, we will abound in you and in all that belongs to you and in all that you are in Jesus' name. Spirit of the living God. When you led Moses to go to Egypt, you said to Moses that you will make him a God to Pharaoh. In other words, you are saying you will make him become your representative. Lord, we want to represent you according to your word. We want to represent you according to your will. We want to represent you according to your power. We want to represent you according to your glory. We want to represent you according to all that you intended us to do in this life. In the name of Jesus. Whatever that doesn't belong to you should not belong to us. Whatever, Lord, that doesn't pertain to you ought not to pertain to us. And all that has to do with you, Lord, let it be with us. And let it have to do with us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Spirit of the living God. 
invest yourself in us that our profit may come speedingly this year in the name of Jesus. Invest yourself in us that our profit in our God will abound this year in the name of Jesus. Invest yourself in us, O God, Spirit of the living God. Invest yourself in us that in this life we will become unstoppable, will become unlimited in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless your name. We celebrate your faithfulness. Thank you, Almighty God, for answering prayers. We just glorify you this moment. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, beloved. God richly bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks 